This is Atma Buddha. Today is March 6, 2022, episode 67. Working title of today's podcast is Free from Rules. Now, I know what you may be thinking that spirituality involves sacrifice and that it involves giving up material things and radically adjusting your life to meet some kind of new, rigid, regimented lifestyle. And true, that is a requirement for some spiritual paths. But the fact of the matter is (laughs) that true spirituality is actually the antithesis of rules. In other words, it means that It is about removing limitations, not placing more limitations upon yourself. And this is a very important concept to grasp. But let's get into specifics. We'll get into specifics about diet. We'll talk about being a vegetarian versus not being a vegetarian. We'll talk about meditating versus not meditating. We'll talk about the different vices and the do's and the don'ts about sexuality. And is there a do and don't about sexuality? etc etc and we'll knock these out one by one but the first important thing to understand is that spirit is not about the flesh it is about that which is beyond flesh and blood okay so what does that mean that means anything you do in the physical i mean that is not a spiritual activity i mean that's pretty much common sense right well so let's look at this in terms of vegetarianism and not being a vegetarian. Now, I would argue that life exists in plants as well as it exists in animals. So no matter what you eat, it's going to be coming from some form of life. Now, some might argue, well, animals are superior to plants and thus we should avoid eating animals. And the answer to that question is, well, first of all, how do you know that animals are superior to plants? Now, certainly you can make an argument for humans, but we don't eat humans. But we can say that, yes, maybe we can relate to animals more than we can with plants because they don't communicate in the same way. And their consciousness is not through having eyes and ears and senses But you can also say that maybe they have senses that are just not understood. And so from that framework, from an ethics perspective, it it has a difficult argument to make to say that, oh, I'm going to avoid eating animals just because they have biology and they have faces and they can bleed. What we have to do, in fact, the logical scientific way to to approach it is what is more nutritious. Now, there's arguments to be made on both sides. I mean, some people are carnivores that can consider yourself part of the carnivore diet, like Jordan Peterson and his daughter, Michaela. They are on a pure beef diet, and apparently that is working for them. So the point is, is that instead of looking at it from purely an ethics perspective, it's better to look at it for what 
does your body need? And that could be completely subjective. We're not going to say that, oh, it's morally better to be a vegetarian versus being a meat eater. Now, I did my own experimentation with regards to this. In fact, I was a vegetarian for 14 years. And then when I moved to Asia, I found it more difficult to maintain that sort of lifestyle. And so I adapted my diet and I was eating meat while in Asia and in the Philippines. Now, presently, I can say that I am avoiding eating meat, but I will get into the reason for that a bit, little bit later. But the fact of the matter is, if you've been listening to this podcast, you would understand that, yes, I did experience an awakening a profound awakening whereby I felt like my mind crossed over this threshold of illumination. And after that happened, I've been in a continuous state of bliss. One thing I did not talk about was my diet prior to having that experience. In fact, that morning I actually went to McDonald's and I think, I believe I had an egg McMuffin. So I had meat on that day. So why am I telling you this? Well, I'm telling you this to, to tell you that whether or not you eat meat, that is not a roadblock to having greater spiritual experiences. No matter what spiritual tradition tells you otherwise, most people that are dogmatically clinging to a vegetarian diet and claim, and who, those who claim that it somehow you can't become enlightened or you can't be spiritual if you're not a vegetarian. Well, I'm telling you that that is complete BS. You can. And even post-enlightenment, I have had a considerable share of meat and different kinds of meat, whether it be chicken, whether it be pork, whether it be beef. I've partaken in that. And that has not suddenly snapped me out of enlightenment, right? That, that has not interrupted my bliss. In fact, I did not feel any sort of disconnection from higher truth or love because I ate meat. There was no immediate reaction and there was no delayed reaction. So you may argue, well, okay, well, yes, that's true for you, Abba, because you are more strong. You have positivity that's so intense that eating meat can't interrupt you. And maybe it's not true for everyone. And maybe that is the case okay maybe my positivity is stronger maybe not everybody can handle eating a meat diet but let me tell you right now i'm choosing to be vegetarian and that's a personal choice and i don't regard anybody who eats meat as being less than or somehow eating a deficient diet okay it's not my place to judge in fact i do not see myself in a position of judgment or looking upon others and saying, oh, well, you, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. No. I mean, this is such a diverse and wonderful world that we live in today that it, it has all sorts. And that's what makes it beautiful. But let me give you my arguments in, in terms of why it is I'm a vegetarian right now. And that is my personal physiology. It just feels like it's responding better towards not eating meat. I'm feeling that I don't need to eat meat. And it may be in the future that I may decide that I don't even need to eat food, that I can get all my energy just from this 
greater experience of truth. And if that happens, even then I'm not going to say, well, you are less than me because you have to eat food. It's like, no, 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 that's not what this is about at all. But the amazing thing is, is that once you do get advanced enough, you don't miss out on any experience because anything that you've ever eaten, anything that you've ever enjoyed, you can relive that experience just the same as if you ate it for real. I'm sure some of you may be familiar with the concepts of visualizations and how you can close your eyes and you can smell an apple and you can taste an apple and you can have such a developed sense of visualization that you can experience all the sensations of eating whatever food that you want just as good as eating the real thing. Because when it comes down to it is that when you eat food that is converted into chemical or electrical signals in your brain that's, you know, comes from your senses and hits your synapses. And in other words, all of these sensual experiences get converted into zeros and ones similar to how things happen in the virtual reality. You know, people wear a headset and they are tricked into believing that they are in a virtual world. Well, guess what? If you can do that with virtual VR headsets, <laughs> you can definitely do that with just the power of your own mind. And so the important thing here is listening to your body. It's not saying, oh, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. No, you can. In fact, I've gone even gone into some experimentations where I've drunk alcohol, right? I know that many people would say, oh, well, that's taboo. That's not spiritual. Well, actually, this ultimate experience when you are in this connection, when your mind's swimming in bliss, that is uninterruptible. It's even uninterruptible by intoxications, no matter how hard that may be to believe. But what we're talking about here is that spirituality is about removing limitations. So basically, when it comes to diet, yes, it's better to eat healthy. It's better to avoid processed food, avoid processed sugar. Where I'm at right now is I am avoiding processed food. I'm avoiding processed sugar. I'm even avoiding fruit and sugar and all of its varieties. I'm experimenting with a somewhat keto vegetarian diet whereby I'm eating very low carbohydrates and getting energy from fats and proteins and, you know, vegetables and things like that. And I'm not saying that that's the best way to go. That's just what I'm doing right now as I'm focused on eating less and finding that my body is able to survive and thrive on much less food than people can realize, all right? In fact, I'm, I'm starting to wonder that this concept of a fat Buddha, actually the fat Buddha, Buddha was never fat, by the way. That is a common misconception. What you see as far as statues of the fat Buddha, that actually was a monk and you can look him up, but um, that's a common misconception. The Buddha was never fat. But it does make me think, though, that when you are tapped into this energy, you are getting so much energy from this direct source of truth that you don't need as much energy from food. And perhaps you don't even need energy from food. And so that's, that's what I'm personally experimenting with right now. 
But let's go ahead and switch topics here. Let's go into sexuality because I know sex is a very hot topic in society. You got porn sites, you got different attitudes towards sex. There's hedonism and some people who are more religious swear by the concept of marriage and having a committed partner. And I respect different points of view. Now, what I advocate for is to be so full of love and truth that you have no room for desire. Now, does that mean you don't, you can't have sex or you can't participate in activities that involve sensual enjoyment and so forth? Absolutely not. It's got nothing to do with each other. Now, of course, ideally you want to be with a partner that loves you. If you're going to want to explore that sexual avenue, you just don't want to have somebody that is just after you for your body or has a very superficial motivation for being with you because in relationships, it's very important to have that heart connection, right? Otherwise, what's the point? Because if it's only about sensual pleasure and sensual gratification, well, that is likely to stir up desires, right? It's, it's likely to make you feel incomplete if you don't get that object of your desire and that's the danger with sexuality and that's why many religions and spiritual paths advocate a, towards celibacy and towards avoiding sensual pleasures and not having carnal knowledge and, and so forth like that but the fact of the matter is and this is just being frank with you is that when you have transcended into this next level of consciousness and you are shining with love and truth and desire doesn't have any place to have a hold on you, then literally you are not bound by any rules. Of course, there's still laws, right? You, you, and there is a, how do I say? When you are coming from this place of love and truth, you naturally want to help other people. You don't want to hurt other people. So any motivation where you want to cause harm to somebody else, that is an unenlightened perspective. Okay. Now sex can be used as a way to harm somebody. And that's something to be very careful with. But the point here is that it's not about following following rigidly any set of rules of saying oh you can't you can't have premarital sex no you can't the universe is beyond man-made rules look at nature nature is wild when you look at animals and how they procreate and they're you know systems of course we are more evolved than animals right we don't go around raping people well if you do you're likely to have a legal consequence to that right that's something that's just savage and violent so but when two people are adults there that's mutual consent okay so it's not the business of any teacher or any leader to interfere 
with what you do as an adult behind closed doors. And that includes homosexual activity, whether it be man and man or woman on woman. That is not a place whereby there's somebody that's going to be judging you for engaging in this kind of activity. You are an adult. Now, of course, if you're a child, that's a different matter, right? And again, we're talking about the law and we're talking about obeying the law and not flagrantly disobeying laws. I'm not advocating anybody to disobey laws. And I am, in fact, protective of children because people should be allowed to develop naturally and not be coerced into some kind of a lifestyle due to their naivete, right? If people don't even understand themselves as adults, just imagine how lost people who are children are, right? They definitely don't know themselves yet. And people should be given the opportunity to know themselves fully first before they engage in this world of eroticism and so forth. Now, having said that, does that mean I'm against celibacy? No, I'm not against celibacy. Am I against waiting until you get married before you have sexual relations with somebody? No, of course I'm not. You should follow your inner moral compass and your own ideas of what that means in harmony with your own heart and what you perceive to be what higher nature or your aspirations are. And because ultimately, when you are able to master desire, it's not about saying, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that. No, because sometimes it's important to test yourself to see that you really have master desire. Now, if you avoid women all your life, and say, oh, I've mastered desire. How would you even know that you've mastered desire if you've not been in the presence of a woman or subjected yourself to some kind of temptation in that way? Actually, sex can be a very beautiful thing. In fact, sex itself is supposed to be an expression of love. And when you are intimate between a man and a woman or whatever gender suits your fancy, it is about connecting on a deeper heartfelt level. And that is what's important. And I know I've, this is almost the end here of this podcast, and I've got so much yet more to cover. So maybe we'll get into a part two in terms of rules. But the ultimate thing here is that when you are able to come from a place of love and truth all the time, that's the most important thing. When you have that, Everything else is secondary, of and you just want to help others, of course. You don't want to hurt others, but the point is is that it's freedom from rules. The only rules you got to worry about, maybe, actually, you don't need to worry about anything, but you just don't break the law. You want to be legal, but otherwise, this path is not about rules and restrictions. This is Amabuddha signing off. Until next time, have a good one.